Welcome to the Wagging Tails podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Noble Canine, canine behavioural specialists and dog trainers. We provide global online consultations and training, as well as physical training and behavioural rehabilitation within Singapore. Welcome to another episode of the Wagging Tails podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and for today's topic, I'll be talking more about prey drive in our canine companions. So let's just jump right into it. So a prey drive, often referred to as a dog's instinctual urge to chase and capture, is a multifaceted and intrinsic trait deeply ingrained in their genetic makeup. This instinct, far from being a simple behavior, finds its origins in the evolutionary history of dogs and their ancestors. So I'm just going to touch a little bit about that before we dive further in. To appreciate the primal significance of a prey drive, it's essential to dive into its evolutionary origins. Canines, as descendants of wolves, are equipped with a range of instincts, right, that have been refined over thousands and thousands of years. Prey drive stands out as one of the most crucial of these instincts. In the wild, prey drive was not merely a behavioral quirk. It was a fundamental component of survival. Wolves and early dogs needed this instinct to secure their daily sustenance. The ability to pursue, to capture and consume prey was not an option, but a necessity. This survival strategy allowed them to access vital nutrients and feed their young, thereby ensuring the continuation of their lineage. Natural selection played a very pivotal role in shaping and preserving prey drive in this lineage as well. Dogs with a strong prey drive had a significant advantage. Their ability to capture prey meant they could nourish themselves and their offspring, improving their chances of survival. But over generations, this powerful instinct became increasingly ingrained in the genetic code of our dogs, and natural selection merely perpetrated this trait, creating a lineage of predators finely attuned to their environment. So whether that environment is in the wild or in your household. So what is the primal significance in our modern dogs? The primal significance of prey drive is not confined to history. It continues to influence the behavior of our modern dogs. When a domesticated dog chases a ball, stalks a toy, or exhibits hyper-focus or intense interest in a moving object, they are demonstrating the echoes of this primal instinct. In many cases, understanding this primal significance helps us interpret a dog's behavior more empathetically, I would say. It is not just play or curiosity, it is really an echo or ripple of their ancestors' primal need to secure their next meal. So what are the implications? Understanding the primal significance of prey drive has far-reaching implications for, for your 2023 dog owners, right? Rather than viewing behaviors stemming from prey drive as problematic or unruly, we should be appreciating them as an integral part of our dog's nature. By recognizing the importance of prey drive, 
what can we do? We can engage them in activities and training that respects and channel this instinct safely and constructively. This in turn fosters a more harmonious and fulfilling relationship between humans and their canine companions. So recognizing the roots of this instinct allows us to understand our canine companions a lot better on a more profound level and encourages a better approach to being a dog owner. In modern times where dogs have evolved into beloved family members, this insight into primal significance of prey drive is better to promote. It's more pivotal in promoting understanding and the coexistence between humans and their four-legged friend. It is a testament to the enduring legacy of evolution in shaping the animals that we hold dear. In the near future, or maybe many years into the future, who knows, research in this field could explore the variations of prey drive across different breeds, the impacts of genetic factors on the intensity of this instinct. So studying the influence of domestication on the expression of prey drive in dogs and its potential implications for training, as well as behavior management, can be valuable information for this investigation. So before I go too nerdy into all of this, because I, I do like to read up a lot about this, I'll start talking about how this prey drive benefits us. So next, I'll talk about natural selection and prey drive in our canine companions. So prey drive is an instinct compelling dogs to pursue and capture, right? It's, it's also a product of millions of years of evolution. We explore the evolutionary significance of prey drive, its role in shaping the behavior of dogs, and how natural selection has honed this trait. Because understanding this connection is vital information for comprehending the diversity of canine behaviors and the legacy of evolution in our companions. So, once again, prey drive is not merely a random trait, but an outcome of this intricate process of natural selection. I'd like to just touch a little bit about the role between this instinct and natural selection. So I'll just be highlighting the importance of this relationship in shaping the behavior of our modern dogs. So what is the evolutionary significance of prey drive? being a trait that predates domestication originating in the wild ancestors of dogs. In a natural environment, the ability to chase, to capture and consume prey was not optional, right? This instinct allowed early canines to secure food from themselves. It ensured the continued propagation of genes associated with a robust prey drive. Natural selection favored dogs with a strong prey drive because, of course, they had a higher probability of securing food and ensuring the survival. <clears throat> but over the many generations, this instinct became deeply entrenched in the genetic code of dogs. And so it's not a bad thing. It's just a natural thing. Think of it that way. The evolutionary significance of prey drive extends to your contemporary dogs. While the survival context has changed in domestication, the instinct remains deeply embedded. So the next time you see a dog chasing a squirrel, think of it as their genetic code making them chase a, a prey. 
So the process of domestication introduced a shift in selection pressures for dogs. Traits that might have been advantageous in the wild, such as aggression or extreme territorial territoriality, is that what it's called? They became less favorable in a domestic context because dogs that were extremely aggressive or displayed such uh, territorial aggression, they weren't selected to be bred. Prey drive, on the other hand, remained largely unchanged in terms of its desirability. In fact, it was actually harnessed for various purposes, such as hunting and herding. Natural selection in domestication has not eroded the prey drive, but in some cases has been harnessed to serve a more specific human need. That's why we have so many working line dogs. Dogs with a well-developed prey drive are prized in activities like uh, search and rescue, where their ability to focus on a task and their tenacity in pursuing a goal have become advantageous traits. So this role between natural selection and prey drive reveals a very complex and fascinating relationship. Prey drive, which was born from the imperative of survival, has been honed and preserved by natural selection, is now in our modern day's context. The instinct remains a fundamental part of their behavior reflecting this legacy. So what's next? Next would be the empathy through understanding prey drive in our canines. By recognizing its natural origins, we can foster a sense of empathy towards our canine companions. I hope that my listeners would gain a better understanding of prey drive and deepen the bond between you and your dog, leading to a more compassionate relationship. Prey drive has been often perceived as a behavioral quirk, but it is a central and deeply ingrained instinct in canines. So I would like to emphasize the need to look beyond surface behaviors and consider the ancestral underpinnings of this instinct. So recognize this ancestral call. Prey drive is not a mere product of training or domestication. It's a trait that goes way, 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 way back. If we can understand this connection to their ancestors, this allows us to appreciate that when a dog chases a ball or or starts chasing something fast-moving, small and fast-moving, it's not merely just play. It's an ancestral call. Empathy through understanding prey drive means viewing a dog's action with a different lens from a different paradigm. It's recognizing that when a dog becomes fixated on something, it's not a display of unruliness, but a mere natural reaction. So if you can shift your perspective, this encourages a lot of dog owners to appreciate and respect their pet's uh, natural inclinations rather than trying to suppress them. So interpret this behavior in a way that aligns with their instinctual needs. If you try to suppress it, normally what happens is that, sure, you might succeed, but usually other behavioral issues will surface instead, and some of them might get worse. So empathy in dog ownership is a two-way street. When we empathize with our dogs, we're more likely to engage in activities and interactions that will be more enriching and fulfilling for them. 
which in turn deepens the bond between humans and dogs, creating a relationship characterized by a mutual understanding and respect. So time to reshape your training and your interaction with your dogs. With empathy, you can understand prey drive to cater, to tailor the trainings that you are currently having with your dog, whatever exercises you're doing and how you interact with them. What we're trying to do is to, instead of discouraging your dog's natural behaviors, you find a way to engage with them and manage these behaviors in a manner that respects their instincts. So now you might be thinking, how do we manage this? How do we manage my dog's very high prey drive? So I'll cover some strategies for managing prey drive, as well as the importance of what I would like to call a constructive engagement. So once we recognize that this instinct is not a matter of choice, but rather a deeply rooted genetic trait, we can start to think of ways to positively channel this prey drive. So one of the key aspects of managing your prey drive is to recognize a safe outlet for the expression of this instinct. This may involve structured play or activities that can mimic this hunting behaviors that your dog might be exhibiting. Such outlets can offer dogs opportunities to engage with their prey drive constructively. So start engaging in appropriate training and games to manage your dog's prey drive. Things like fetch, things like puzzle toys or agility training can provide both mental and physical stimulation to, and allow your dogs to express their instinct in a controlled and positive manner. So playing fetch is very much engaging your dog's prey drive because what, what is your dog doing? Your dog is chasing a fast-moving object, retrieving it and bringing it back to you. Now, granted, I know not every dog will bring a ball back to you, but that's all part of training. If they can chase it, they can bring it back. So it just depends on how far you want to take it. Blue chases a ball. The further I throw it, the more likely she is to bring it back to me for some reason. I don't know why. If I just throw it uh, a couple of feet away, she just goes for it and then she just grabs it and just plays on her own. But if I throw it really far away, she runs, she sprints full speed after it, grabs it and then runs full speed back. So figure out how your dog wishes to engage and then promote it in a way that helps both you and your dog. Like it becomes fun for both of you. Puzzle toys is another one. So foraging, sniffing, looking for things, using their nose. That's a very, very good way to, to help manage your dog's prey drive as well. Because back <laughs> hundreds, thousands of years, that's what dogs had to do. They had to start picking up scent of their prey, of their next meal. So start Start easy, I would say. Have it at home. Get those very basic snuffle mats. Or if you have not seen it already, we have a video on the towel game whereby you can promote your dog's foraging skills, I would say, and problem-solving skills as well. Once they are very comfortable and confident in doing things like that, you can start bringing it outdoors, maybe in a controlled, a fenced area, a very grassy plain. You can start dispersing, uh, just scattering treats all over the place and just letting your dog forage and, and 
get all of the treats or food. And then agility training as well, because when, when a dog engages in a hunt, in a chase, they have to go through a lot of running, sprinting, crawling under, jumping over things. So agility training is a very good way to provide your dog that exercise. Just remember to set up your dog for success. Do not expect them to be able to hunt and chase something so quickly or set a game that's too hard. Next is hide and seek. That's a very good game to engage your dog's um, prey drive as well. Also, it doubles up as a really good recall because your dog will always be looking for you. When I tell my clients to play hide and seek with their dog, you are always hiding, your dog is always seeking. If you can start it at home, you can start doing it at around your estate in a, in a safe area, and then maybe you can start bringing it out somewhere more distracting, I would say. So next, I want to talk about a balance. So managing prey drive has a profound impact on a dog's behavioral balance. When dogs have the opportunity to express their natural instincts in a constructive manner, they are less likely to exhibit your undesirable behaviors or your destructive behaviors because dogs do need a proper outlet for their natural instincts. And if you do not give them that outlet, then they start to do things that is very natural to them. So they will start chewing on your furniture. They'll start ripping up clothes. They will do basically, they will just do what dogs do. What we want to do is to redirect that onto something more desirable, something that we deem better for both our dogs and us. Furthermore, positive management of prey drive fosters a deeper bond between humans and dogs because this approach acknowledges and respects a dog's innate nature, leading to a partnership being built on understanding and cooperation, very much like how we view our relationships between each other, with each other. Humans need to have understanding and cooperation, so why should we treat our dogs any different? So understand the variations in prey drive and cater it to your dog's needs. I am very sure that there will be more management strategies in the future on long-term behavior and well-being in dogs. There are different breeds that express their prey drives differently. There's a different influence of genetic factors on this instinct, which does require further investigation, I would say. More studies need to be done on this, but I would also say that we ha we do have a good grasp of it, of it right now, and we have very many outlets to allow your dog to explore this, this to explore their prey drive. So I almost missed out on some of these. Um, flip poles. Flip poles is like a long pole with a lure attached to a string at the end, so you can move the lure around to mimic prey movements. Most of the time, I see people using this with cats. They're like cat toys or something like that. Flip holes are a great way to help your dog engage that their prey drive because this allows your dog to chase, to pounce, and even catch the lure. So it's a very good outlet for prey drive. It's a great way to get your dog running and jumping while you control the intensity and duration of play. Tug of War is also a fantastic game for dogs with a high prey drive. Make sure you get a sturdy and safe toy 
before you engage in a game of tug. Be sure to also teach your dog the leave it command or the drop it command to make sure that you can disengage when your dog does play tug of war because sometimes dogs can get very engrossed while playing tug of war. They really hold down onto the toy and try to pull it away. But that's, like I said, it's just a prey drive. Tug of war provides physical exercise and allows your dogs to use their natural instincts. It's a great way to teach your dog when to engage and when to disengage as well. Hide and chase is another one. So similar to hide and seek, but this one is more with a toy. So to simulate your dog's prey drive, consider toys that are designed for these hide and chase games. These toys often contain smaller toys or treats that can be hidden inside, like a little ball with just one hole, and then you just put a lot of treats in it and just let your dog hunt, so-called this little ball so that they can find the hidden treasures inside. Another one is your obedience training. So obedience training sessions can engage your dog's mind and allow you to channel their energy in a productive way. Your basic commands like sit, stay, and recall don't only provide mental stimulation, but they also reinforce your bond with your dog. All of these things that I've listed for you guys, try them out. And once your dog is confident or comfortable enough, start giving them cues for each of these things. So if I want to play tug of war with blue, I my cue for it is to get it while I'm holding it in my hand. And then if I need her to stop, I say leave it. This is also a great way to reinforce your obedience training. So try to incorporate obedience training into whatever it is that you're doing with your dog, whatever activity you're doing. And keep it fun. So don't always just use the same few things. I know some clients whose their dog's names could be called sit because th that's all they tell their dog throughout the day. Sit, sit, sit. So the dog thinks that their name is sit by then. Remember that while engaging prey drive is essential, it's crucial to do so safely and responsibly. Always monitor your dogs during these activities and ensure they don't become overly fixated while engaged. Also, if you need to, please consult with a professional dog trainer or behaviorist for guidance on managing your dog's prey drive effectively and safely. So in conclusion, engaging and managing a dog's prey drive is a fundamental aspect of responsible dog ownership. You provide constructive outlets for this instinct. You can create a harmonious and content environment for your companions. We are focused on strengthening the human canine bond. That's why I've been exploring all of these various activities and strategies that allow us to channel prey drive safely and effectively. If you can recognize the natural roots of prey drive and respect its importance in a dog's behavior, you are already halfway there. You are already halfway to fostering a very fulfilling and well-balanced coexistence with your canine companions. These activities not only satisfy your dog's instinct, but also provide both mental and physical stimulation. Furthermore, we should understand the importance of managing prey drive so that it can help prevent the development of destructive behaviors. I'm very sure all dog owners out there can establish a more balanced and fulfilled 
lifestyle for their canine friends. However, I will emphasize once again that being safe and being responsible is paramount when engaging your dog. Always monitor your dog during these activities, ensure their safety and well-being. Ultimately, this podcast episode is a testament to our commitment as responsible pet owners to provide our canine companion with a life that respects and nurtures their nature. And last but not least, please stay tuned for our next episode, which is going to be our third installment on aggression. So this is going to be a good one. So please look out for that and join us for that episode. Thanks for listening and I'll see you all next time.